This is The Every Lawyer, presented by the Canadian Bar Association. Welcome to The Every Lawyer, a Canadian Bar Association podcast. I'm your host, Marlise Silver-Sweeney. It's my favorite day on our podcast, which means it's time to chat with the newly appointed president of the CBA, Stephen Rothstein. He's the first public sector lawyer to take on the role. In his day job, he's director for global and domestic affairs at the Ontario Securities Commission. Previously, he oversaw all public policy and regulatory matters related to financial planning at FP Canada. Stephen is also the first president to start his own podcast. That's right, Conversations with the President will be its own independent show. The first episode will be out later in the fall, and we'll add a link in the description box of this episode. Perhaps it's no surprise that one of the themes Stephen is focusing on during his tenure as CBA president is how to help lawyers shape the career that suits them best, even if that means straying from the traditional realm of private practice. That's just one thing we're going to talk about today with Stephen. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. So I understand the theme of your podcast this year is going to be strengthening our community. Um, And that community involvement has always been really important to you. You've been a member of the CBA since 1998. And previously, you've served as chair of Four Villages Community Health Center. Can you talk to me a bit more about how community involvement has shaped your legal career specifically? Sure. Well, you know, I, I got to thank my parents for being great uh, role models for me. So as I was growing up, my parents were very involved in their community and in various, uh, you know, various levels of, of organizations. And again, this is not part of their day to day job. This is what they did within their community. So they kind of um, instilled in me the importance in giving back to your community. And, and again, you can give back in various different ways. So kind of earlier, early in my legal career, again, I began to get involved um, in some community groups. You had mentioned the Four Villages Community Health Center, which is very near where, where I, I live in, in Toronto. Um, and they were at the time they were looking for some uh, some board members. They were looking for some lawyers. And this is pretty common theme that the organizations would like some uh, lawyers on on their board. And I got in, I got right. involved. Because uh, quite honestly, I spend most of my career and currently I'm spending most of my career in financial services. And I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great to kind of, you know, expand, expand the horizons and learn a bit about, about the healthcare field. And I ended up serving, I'm trying to remember how many years, I think six or seven years on that board, eventually serving as the chair of that board. And it was a great experience, uh, both uh, helped me grow professionally um, as far as my um, abilities to operate with others on a board. Obviously, I learned a lot about the healthcare field. So I think as as a volunteer experience, and again, this is something that I'll be talking about my podcast with them. With speakers on is, you know, at the end of the day, volunteering kind of benefits both the organization in which you're volunteering. They were obviously looking for a lawyer, somebody who had, um, you know, could provide that kind of a legal uh, review of things as far as as the board was discussing. But it really value. It, it was really valuable to me. It taught me a lot of invaluable skills that I've had for the rest of my life. So that's that's just one example of, of kind of how my volunteerism has kind of shaped me as a lawyer, but but there've been other times I've uh, volunteered uh, for many years at a summer camp 
um, which has nothing to do with the practice of law, <laughs> but, but it's, it's, it's been a great experience for me and, and really uh, kind of really kind of reset and refreshed me from the day-to-day stuff that I'm doing. Well, that's really interesting. It seems like there's almost three different uh, skills or values that you get from volunteering. One is actually um, hard skills, like learning a different field uh, and, you know, different legal aspects in that field. The second is soft skills. It sounds like, you know, interacting with different people, meeting different members of the community. And the third sounds like it's, you know, just to refresh, recharge, rejuvenate. So that's, yeah, thanks for sharing your experiences with us. I wanted to ask you now about, so you're taking on the role, well, you've taken on the role of CBA president in quite the tumultuous time. Um, Can you talk to me a bit more about that intersection between community, community involvement, needing your community, and also recovering from the challenges of the pandemic that's happened these past 18 months and is, you know, still ongoing? Right. Well, I think the pandemic, if it hasn't, if it's taught us anything, it's taught us that we need each other. It's probably one of the toughest things I think uh, most people have had to deal with during the pandemic is the social isolation. Uh, whether even if you're even if you're in a relationship or have a family, you still, you know, your access to your extended family, lots of people with their parents or their grandparents or just extended friends they haven't had the opportunity to be with. So, you know, when you look at that and you look at that's kind of where the pandemic has taken us, you know, you think about kind of where where we want to go, where we want to go is as an association for our members. And, and one of the things is, is, again, that sense of community, rebuilding that sense of being with your community. And that can be being with your legal community through our through the CBA or through a branch or through a section of the CBA or, you know, just being involved, as I mentioned earlier, in your community and getting involved in your community and one is not exclusive of the other. You know, uh, we all have busy lives, but but these are good opportunities to, again, kind of re-engage with people. And I've heard over and over and over again that we miss being with people. I mean, I know I miss being with people, so I've been saying that, but I hear from other people. So again, this is this is an opportunity. I know these are baby steps and public health restrictions make certain things uh, challenging or not impossible, but it's just beginning to kind of, get back to to a greater sense of, of 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 some of those human interactions. Absolutely. And how did your sense in, of community and your involvement in community change um, over the past 18 months during the pandemic? Right. Um, I think a lot has to do, I mean, everybody takes uh, from their own personal experience and I'm, you know, we all have our own kind of natural way of being. I'm a na- naturally extroverted person. I like being around people. Hopefully people <laughs> like being around me. So, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a sense of how I interacted with the community and, and just talking specifically about the, the CBA and, and the community that we have. I mean, um, I was vice president of the CBA board for the past year before I became president this September. And I interacted with my fellow board members, interacted with fellow branches, did that all remotely. And I think that was okay. Like, you know, right. I think we're never going back necessarily to a world, uh, a fully in-person world. And there's there's a lot of advantages to, to having virtual experiences and hybrid experiences. But I think, you know, just the the importance of connecting, connecting with people, connecting with fellow lawyers, connecting with friends and family 
via Zoom. Um, you know, I personally scheduled a lot of, uh, you know, calls that weren't as good as getting together with someone for dinner or a drink, mm-hmm. but just as a way to keep keep connected to people. Right. Yeah. So changing gears a bit, let's talk about your background. You're the first public sector lawyer to become president of the CBA in its 125-year history. Why do you think it's important for younger lawyers to see you in this role? Right. So I, I mentioned earlier role models, and my parents were a great role model to me. And I think likewise, I, and again, I don't want to be, you know, it's kind of awkward to say you want to be a role model to others. But I think to a certain degree, I want uh, lawyers, whether they be public sector lawyers, or um, I've also spent a lot of my career as an in-house lawyer uh, in the non-for-profit sector. I want uh, younger lawyers to see that those in public service, those in in-house, that there is there is a pathway as far as being involved with the CBA, being involved as a volunteer with the CBA, potentially being involved in the leadership through the board or through a section executive, so that they can see other people um, like themselves um, being involved. I think that's part of it. I think the second, I think the second part of it is, um, you know, everybody, whether you're in private practice, whether you're not for profit or a profit company or in, in government or an agency of government brings something different to the table. And so I think it's important that those who are in the public sector, they do bring a unique set of skills, obviously understanding uh, public policymaking, for example, is one, one area. Um, and, and obviously the intersection between between uh, government and um, and the private sector. So I think there's a lot of great skills that public sector lawyers uh, can bring to the CBA. And so, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm just hopeful that, I, you know, I'm the first but not the last one who will take a, a strong leadership role in our association. Right. And one of the goals you've articulated is to actually help members of the profession find paths outside of that very traditional notion of private practice if that's what they're looking for. Um, how? So you mentioned a few things, you know, seeing you in, in this role. Um, how else can the CBA help in this regard? Right. So so that's a great question because, you know, when I was a, a young lawyer, I still pretend I'm a young lawyer. <laughs> others may, others may uh, have a different impression. Don't we all? Don't but, we all? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is 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 the CBA began to give me opportunities through both mentorships. I took advantage of the mentorship programs and also through various resources, career resources and other things to just talk about what area, what other areas of practice. And again, being in, in private practices is an excellent career. And obviously a vast majority of our members are in private practice and that works. That works for a lot of people and they're highly successful, but there's a lot of different career paths that quite honestly, when I was a law student, I didn't even know existed. I spent a lot of my career in the non-for-profit sector, but there was nothing that was really that discussed in uh, in, in law school. No, so, there really isn't. You know, I didn't even know that was an option when I was going through law school. It, it is. And it's actually, it, it's, been, it's been growing as kind of the complexity of matters that non-for-profit associations need to deal with. And a lot of them are, bring, are bringing um, lawyers in-house. And I used to joke all the time, I said, when you hire one lawyer in-house, a couple of weeks from now, you'll get a second lawyer and a third month from now, you'll get a second lawyer. Because they'll realize there's all these legal issues that weren't being addressed right. and that potentially an organization is vulnerable for them and they need that legal expertise. So Anyhow, back to the general thought about about what tools. So, so it's just kind of tools to to allow because you know maybe law schools are better now at, at talking about some alternative or non traditional career paths. But I think it is important 
to kind of hear uh, through through the CBA just about what alternative career paths are, kind of what um, what tools you'll need in, to be able to be successful. And, and if I can highlight one thing, um, I'm the past president of the Canadian Corporate Council Association, which is well, it, it is um, a section of the um, the CBA. And one thing that they've uh, they've developed, which has been growing in, in popularity, and I, I was one of the uh, earliest individuals in the program, is a certified in-house counsel program, which it leads to a certification uh, jointly between the Rotman School of Management and uh, the uh, the CCCA. And that does really give, uh, especially, it doesn't have to be young lawyers, but, you know, there's obviously a lot of young lawyers gravitate, gravitate to getting a certification like this, gives them kind of the skills to be able to transition to other uh, areas of law, especially if they started in private practice. Well, that sounds like a great program. That's neat. Um, thanks for bringing it up. I'm sure our audience will be interested in it at the very least. Uh, let's move now to your podcast. So you are going to have sure. your own podcast and some of your episodes deal with very traditional notions of community involvement. They're the types of things that I think about when I hear that phrase, like careers yeah. built on community service. But then there's some other ones like that deal with innovation and emerging communities. Can you tell me a little bit about those episodes and these non-traditional concepts of community involvement? Right. So, yeah, and it's 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 the type of question that the, some of these questions that I, I do want to address on on my podcast of course. Is, is is talking is is talking to people uh, in in areas that we we may may nor, not normally have considered community involvement. So, you know, I'm not, uh, as, as I think, uh, you know, we're in the process of, of formalizing those people who will be on those podcasts. But yes, we're not giving away say, any guests today. We're not giving, no. well, you'll have to wait, yeah. you'll have to wait <laughs> as, the, as the episodes drop. But the idea is that they'll speak about areas, you know, uh, that will kind of expand people's viewpoints of what community involvement is or what community generally is. So the idea is uh, through these podcasts that they will, you know, they'll hopefully be very entertaining, um, but they'll also be educational like by expanding people's um, viewpoints in this area. Right. Absolutely. And what podcast episode are you most excited for and why? That's 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 a really tough question. That's kind of <laughs> asking someone which of your which of your kids you prefer the most. <laughs> I ask people that. Is that wrong? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My parents used to joke. They said, "Do you like fingers on your hand? You need all your fingers." So, so I'll just say they're they're all they all bring something up. They all bring something special. There's a couple of. Um, speakers or hosts, I should say, uh, guests that I'm really looking forward to uh, to having. And if we're able to secure them um, without giving too much away, it'll be a, quite quite an honor for myself to to speak to them. They're, they're, they're leaders within our, our legal community, quite honestly, leaders within our, our general uh, Canadian community. So uh, I guess you'll just have to wait and see who they are, but but uh, I am looking forward to those. Well, it's a very good preview. Look at, look at your storytelling already. It's like you're, you're leaving us wanting more. Um, yeah. Aside from the podcast, what are your other goals this year as president of the CBA? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, there's one thing I, I definitely want to talk about. We talked a lot about community uh, community involvement, and, and I, as I mentioned, I'll be talking a lot about that as well the co- the podcast. But the the overarching theme of, of my presidency is strengthening our community, and one area 
that our community uh, needs needs as much support as we can give them in the area of mental health and wellness. Mm. Um, I think I think we all realize uh, how challenging the past eighteen months or twenty months have been um, for the general community. You know, and and lots of people put lots of sacrifices, especially our healthcare workers, our frontline workers. But speaking specifically as it relates to the legal community, it's been very challenging. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably the first thing when I talk, when I talk to lawyers and whether they be young lawyers or more seasoned lawyers, they talk about, you know, the balances between their professional responsibilities, which have only gotten more intense um, over the, the, the course of the, the pandemic with their personal responsibilities. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I should tell other people's stories so I can tell my story, mm-hmm. but because of um, Toronto went virtual, my kids were doing remote schooling while I was working, you know, right. a full-time job and working a full-time job as a public servant. So, you know, you're, you're trying to help your kids get through their school day while trying to obviously do your day job. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. And, you know, the other thing is the issues of uh, both mental health and wellness, uh, especially mental health, has been an issue uh, that has been, you know, um, has been growing in in recognition that this is an issue that we need to talk about. And we need to talk about, frankly, and and really take away the stigma from having open and, and conversations about. So, you know, the pandemic has kind of brought that even more to the forefront. So, you know, as one of the things I want to talk about uh, is just uh, both mental health and wellness, but specifically as it relates to our members, uh, CBA members, is just trying to provide them the tools and the resources to help them through what is what is obviously a challenging time. Right. Okay. And so there'll be more um, information about that coming forward. Will that be part of your podcast or it is will. that? I'm hoping to have uh, to talk to um some individuals who are uh, leading experts in this area through both a lived experience or through um, through uh, through their expertise. So yeah, I will be talking about mental health and wellness on the podcast. Well, that sounds like such an important goal and theme of your presidency to take on, particularly in this year in you know 2021, as you as you take on this role in a very tumultuous time that's constantly changing. So thank you so much. Thank you for chatting with us today all about your goals, your podcast, your career, uh, and best of luck. Great. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening in today. And hopefully you'll listen to the, the podcast when they drop. What a privilege it is to speak with Stephen about his goals for the Canadian Bar Association this year. I'd love to hear what you think about community involvement, the pandemic, and the CBA's role in it, as well as the other topics we explored in the episode today. Tweet to us at CBA underscore news, or you can reach me at my handle at SS. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, and Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to receive notifications for new episodes and leave us a review if you like what you hear. Stephen's podcast, Conversations with the President, will start in November. Thanks for listening.